Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it, all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com/wonder. Thanks a lot for stopping by. I appreciate you taking the time. Now, part two of my special interview with the inventor of mRNA technology, Dr. Robert Malone on the Joe Pag Show. Moderna and Pfizer. Uh, and Pfizer. First of all, we've been lied to by the FDA. I think you and I spoke about this before. Um, the, the, this Comirnaty license and this SpikeVax license, those, those vaccines don't exist. There is no FDA-approved vaccine. If there were, the EUA, the emergency use only, um, or the... Their experimental vaccines would not still be on the market. They would not be being used. But how is it that Moderna is somehow suing Pfizer over technology that you came up with in the late 80s? I'm confused. Yeah, so it, it, it does seem confusing. And Joe, the press has completely whiffed on comprehending this. The, I've been through all the articles. I mean, my phone started ringing at 7 this morning. I'll bet. Uh, it must have been the time when Moderna put out their press release. Yes. So it kind of hasn't stopped ever since. And you benefit from that because I've now spent a day uh, digging into all this and I'm about to finish the substack that covers it. Yeah, I can't wait uh, to read it. So, so fill us in. My audience has no clue why this is happening. What, 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 what is the media whiffing on? So uh, as usual, they are unable to read patents. Um, and <laughs> it's not that hard, is it, Doc? I mean, it's not that hard. Just read it. It's not fair. Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, be that as it may, uh, Moderna is asserting. Now, uh, the, let me set the stage a little bit more, Joe. Please. Um, we already have a suit against Moderna from uh, one of the two companies that claim to have the fundamental patents. They're both from British Columbia. Okay. They're derivatives of a group at the University of British Columbia that came up with the modifications to the fundamental modifications to the positively charged fats that I used to use back in the day. And these are, these are the, the nuances are in the chemistry and there's no reason to go over that. It's okay. the words are tertiary amines versus quaternary amines. Okay. But um, this group at University of British Columbia has created two, actually three or four separate companies. And two of the companies are now fighting with each other over who owns the fundamental rights. And then they're also suing Moderna for infringement on their patents, which they've licensed to Pfizer BioNTech, as well as to CureVac. I mean, this whole thing is really squirrely. Yes. The, in addition, 
there is a patent fight ongoing between Moderna and the NIH because both claim to have invented the actual material, the composition of matter that is uh, the substance of the Moderna mRNA vaccine. And uh, as a consequence of that falling out in patent fight, now apparently I'm told the NIH has licensed their rights to, uh, for, for no money to a organization based in Africa that is manufacturing a emerging economy or African-based mRNA vaccine uh, that's akin to Spikevax, which is the Moderna product. Right. So there's that lawsuit. Um, and then there's this new one that just dropped. So to make sense out of all of this, the general rule is in patent fights over intellectual property like this, it is incredibly expensive and time consuming, uh, great if you're a lawyer, um, to fight these kinds of patent battles once the patents have issued. And so generally you don't even think about doing it until there's many hundreds of millions of dollars in profit on the table, so there's something worth fighting over. And in this case, we have profit uh, that is uh, astronomical. These are the most profitable biopharmaceuticals in the history of the world. It is many, many billions of dollars in profit here. And so uh, it attracts lawyers like flies to you know what. Yeah. Um, so uh, as a consequence, uh, all of these companies are busy looking for any angle they can use to try to grab a few hundred million here, a few hundred million there from everybody else. So Odaka, if you don't mind, let me just ask you this, because the media is getting it wrong. The media is saying that this was Moderna's technology. Moderna decided that it would not ask for any exclusivity because we had to get it out there, warp speed. We had to get the people the vaccines. So everybody was sharing the technology at some point, according to the media. And again, I, I understand they're getting it wrong. Um, Moderna says, OK, enough is enough. Now we want to get paid. From what I can yeah, tell, Pfizer has made the most profit out of anybody in this, haven't they? Yeah, well put. Um so I've been through these patents that there's three patents in question here. Okay. Uh, the first one involves the use basically of pseudouridine okay. in the structure of the RNA. And uh, that, that patent was issued to Moderna. I've never reviewed this patent before. That patent was issued to Moderna. And it has listed two Moderna employees as the sole inventors. That patent was filed years after Katie Carrico did her work with pseudouridine in RNA, including for vaccination purposes, okay. which is a patent that's issued to UPenn. So somehow in, in the UPenn, uh, I'm sorry, the Moderna patent cites the prior art of uh, Katie Carrico. Andrew Weissman. And so I'm not even sure how that patent ever got allowed. Yeah, it doesn't make sense because, because they were using your technology. So it and, went from you to UPenn to Moderna and somehow and, everybody got a patent? And in, in the case of the Moderna patent that's cited here, okay. they don't even list my papers or my prior patents. Wow. Now, from, from a standpoint of patent law, and I've, I've got many patents. I get all this. I've yes. spent way too much time with lawyers. <laughs> um, uh, if you fail to cite relevant prior art, 
that patent can be invalidated. That patent clearly fails to cite the prior art um, it, as, that is relevant to all of this from the patents that I filed in 89. And so I suspect that what may happen here is that Moderna has opened uh, Pandora's box. Yes. And if I was uh, attorneys for BioNTech or for CureVac, I would now file a suit against Moderna seeking to invalidate the claims in that patent. And I think that there's a good chance that suit would prevail. In other words, there's a good chance that they've drawn attention to something that may backfire on them. Be because because they didn't cite the previous patents, as you just said. And the, and the prior papers, um, so uh, which are my own work. Yes. And that kind of gives uh, credence. That, that helps to address this uh, question of why has there been such a concerted effort to uh, write me out of history. It is an inconvenient fact that all of this stuff uh, was was conceived of and patented and those patents issued and were around for so many years that they expired before this other stuff was done. So, and that's all, apparently I now learn that part of the reason for that is because Moderna and presumably also BioNTech just failed to cite that prior stuff um, and uh, we'll see how this plays out. Well, I like how you just tied it all into a perfect bow. I mean, what you just said makes so much sense. If, in fact, you have a claim, and you do, I can read patents, if, in fact, you were the guy who, who did this technology and came up with these papers back in the late 80s, um, they can't ignore you. They literally have no valid patent without having cited it. I mean, what you just uh, said makes perfect sense. So all these lawsuits might go away, be, and, and Pfizer is actually doing something very smart legally, saying, well, you don't have a patent. Where, where's the Malone stuff? Stuff. So I, that well, makes a lot of sense. You just really cleared it up that, for a dumb guy. I don't know if that's Pfizer's position, but it should be their position. If right. I was working for Pfizer, right. and that's not going to happen. Um, well, you have uh, the claim that, here, though. I mean, you have the claim that you you left out all of the steps along the way. But here's the thing, Joe. All of those patents that have my name on it, for which I received no money, have expired you now own them. You own them as much as I own them. Yes. All of your viewers own them as much as anybody owns them. Okay? They belong to the public now. That is the way the Constitution was written. Right. That's what Benjamin Franklin insisted on. Okay? Those, all that intellectual property, that contribution that I made, those patents are now owned by all of us. And so what has happened functionally is that Moderna and Pfizer have infringed on our rights, all of us, not just me. I don't have a claim here financially. Those patents have expired. We all have a claim, and the government has a claim, that these patents are um, invalid because they failed to acknowledge all the work and ideas and the prior issued patents that have gone on. And so the potential beneficiaries, if this legal um, thesis that I'm uh, floating here from yeah. my own analysis holds true is that actually uh, the government is owned a refund, owed a refund, uh, which is to say all of us um, from both Pfizer, uh, certainly in the case of Moderna, uh, if this patent that they are now trying to weaponize against BioNTech is in fact invalidated. So Amazing. that's 
that's the other two patents that they cite has to do with claims that they filed years and years ago for coronavirus, particularly beta coronavirus vaccines. And they've asserted based on work done years ago that they own the rights to any full length spike um, from a coronavirus that is expressed in a genetic vaccine, an mRNA vaccine. That also is an exceedingly broad claim. Right. And one that is reasonably likely to be successfully uh, <coughs> um, challenged uh, because, in fact, the spike protein that is being expressed is not the actual full-length spike. It has two point mutations in it. Okay. Um, they're the same point mutations in the NIH one, in the Moderna one, in the Pfizer one. Um, uh, and I, I don't see how they can make a valid claim that because they used the full-length spike of a beta coronavirus years ago, that makes it so they have the rights and this is a composition of matter. This is a, a derivative chemical patent. Um, I don't think that they have the, that, but we'll see. The courts will have to decide, do they have the rights to any um, coronavirus spike protein now and in the future? Uh, you, you have cleared it up so well, and, and I appreciate it. We're, we're literally almost out of time. I've got to ask you very quickly. It's Dr. Robert Malone, the inventor of mRNA technology. You go to rwmalone.com, also rwmalone.substack.com. I've got to ask you very quickly, maybe a minute on this, Doc, and I'm sorry for pressing you for time. You've been very, very generous with your time today. Uh, Dr. Fauci retiring. What do you have on that? Uh so I love Megan Kelly's analysis. I do too. Yes. Click <laughs> that and post it. Uh, um, you know, there is there ever any justice in D.C.? No, not really. Uh, I'm not going to hold my breath uh, for there being any justice to Dr. Fauci. I'm glad he's gone. Uh, he's clearly a narcissist. Uh, I think a, I'm not a psychologist, but a case can be made that he's more than a narcissist. Uh, good riddance to bad rubbish. As far as I'm concerned, yeah. and uh, we're all better for having him gone. And I want the inventor of this technology to, to just answer one simple question about school districts or mayors of cities trying to force kids to take this shot before going to school. Can you imagine, A, it's not legal. I mean, a, a legal challenge in court, uh, forcing somebody without informed consent to take an experimental shot doesn't make sense. So she would lose in court. But Muriel Bowser from D.C. is literally saying you cannot send your kid to school unless he or she's vaccinated. Your thoughts on that? Um, she, and I'm not sure that I haven't frozen here, but uh, in terms of the image. No, no, but, wait, we can hear you fine, though. Go ahead. But uh, the position that's taken by the mayor is not consistent with the data. She is going to force the children of D.C., many of whom are quite poor, to accept a medical product which is not effective and which they don't need and which is not completely safe and will put a number of them at risk for damage to their brains, yes. their hearts, their blood clotting and so many other things, and potentially even their reproduction. Uh, you know, even Frozen, you look great, Doc. I appreciate you coming on. Uh, it's Dr. Robert Malone. He's the uh, inventor of, R of mRNA technology, rwmalonemd.com, rwmalonemd.substack.com. Follow him on, on um, Gab, on Getter, and on Truth. And what's the other website that I keep forgetting? 
Uh, it's the Malone Institute, so that's maloneinstitute.org. And we appreciate you coming on. We'll do two parts on this. Such valid information and information that nobody's getting from the media. You're right. I don't know that they're whiffing uh, um, um, by accident. I think they're whiffing on purpose on a lot of these stories. You just spelled it all out, and I can't thank you enough. Doc, come on again very soon, okay? Thank you, Joe. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is The Joe Pegg Show. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Let's go. Motown Monday. Stevie Wonder, getting it done. Sir Duke. Really glad to have uh, Dr. Malone back on. It's interesting having him on because he's never wavered. Um, When you put, and I've been demonetized from YouTube and Facebook has made it so that almost none of my stuff goes out anymore. And I've got almost 400,000 followers there. If you dare put that he's the inventor of mRNA technology, they'll call it false news, fake news, or disinformation. They'll call it misleading. They'll call it all that. When literally, if you look up the patents from 1989, his name is on them. He's the guy that came up with it. And as he said, there is a time limit. The patents will run out. Um, but he, he had the original patent. Then it was taken by the, these people at UPenn, according to him. And then Moderna got it from them. And then some other people got it from somebody else. And in order to continue the technology, you have to at least make reference to the original documentation, which is his. And what the media has done, what the medical establishment in this country has done, is made it look like Dr. Malone is lying, that he's just not telling the truth. When obviously, all you have to do is look at the original patents and see his name. And then, after, after squelching the information about him being the original owner, or the inventor, then they say, well, he was part of a group of people that did this, that, or the other. The patents were in his name. That's above reproach. But the way that they play the game in the media and social media is they could still squelch the information and not let you know who the real guy was. So I'm glad he came on because his explanation makes a lot of sense. If Moderna says they have the patent and did not mention all of the previous paperwork, including Malone's, then they probably legally don't. And Pfizer doesn't have to worry about a suit from Moderna for Pfizer stealing technology that Moderna probably didn't own, according to Dr. Dr. Malone. It's all very, very interesting. It's all very, very um, detailed. And the way that he spelled it out, hopefully you followed everything he said, the way that he spelled it out was very, very easy, I think, to understand. That's why I thanked him for, for doing it that way. So that's two, that's two complete parts that we did, one on Friday, one today. What I'm going to do is just put the entire interview up, no stops, up on Rumble tonight. Okay, so make sure you go and check that out. If you're not following me on Rumble yet, it's R-U-M-B-L-E. Go and get that app, download it to your phone, to your device, or just go to rumble.com and search for Joe Pags, J-O-E-P-A-G-S. The interview with uh, with the lawyer, Tom Renz, is doing very well. 
The interview with General Flynn did very well. The interview with Cash Patel did very well. Go and check those out. Those are all there. It helps to explain what it is that we're facing um, in this country when it comes to the shots, to politics, to the, the FBI and DOJ. It's all right there. Joe Pags coming back. This is the Joe Pags Show.